Hello and welcome back to the After Crossbar podcast with Regan Walsh and Brad Morris in which we discuss everything that's been talked about in the world of football. But before we get into that, if you like what you're listening to, make sure you like and subscribe whether that's on Spotify, Acast or Apple Podcasts. And as I said, I'm actually joined by Brad today, unlike the other day. When you were an arsehole, I was dying. <laughs> yeah, sure you was. We've all you said saw that me. Before. <laughs> I was in a state. I mean, you can't even think I'm lying. Uh, you could have been acting. How do I know? I mean, you're not one to talk about acting with emotions, considering the yes. weekend you're having. <laughs> oh, I know. So, there's obviously only one place we can start, and that is, of course, Manchester United. They announced on Sunday morning that they had decided to part ways with manager Ole Gunnar Solskjaer following on from the club's 4-1 drubbing of Watford on Saturday. The result leaves United in 8th place after the weekend's results and inevitability has finally came to fruition. Well, he was done, wasn't it? Yeah. We, we were saying this for months, not really weeks, and <laughs> we said it from the start, it was never going to work out. Mm. I feel like there was a slight thought of it even when he was given the new contract. But everyone yeah. thought, oh, we had a decent season, he's earned it. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was never going to work out. I think another thing that, well, not another thing, but I think that makes this like seem stupid is that's one game back after the international break. Why didn't they just do it in the international break? Because it would have been a lot less drama. I mean, look at the teams that did it during the international break, change of managers. It would have worked out, and I just feel like now Michael Carrick, who's been put in charge until an interim has been found. To the the end wheel of the has a ridiculous. new occupant, and we've got an interim for an interim. Uh, he's now only got probably today to get the team prepared because they're travelling uh, today, being Sunday day of recording for us. They're prepared for uh, Tuesday's match away to Villarreal because Monday they're going to be travelling and they might get a bit of training done on Monday once they arrive in Spain but he's not really going to have much time to sort things out and if it would have made more sense if they got rid of Solskjaer at the start of the international break so that when players came back whether it be Michael Carrick or another interim manager was in place that they had someone or something at least lined up It was almost as if Manchester United are run by people who don't know how to run a football club. But that argument or, has never or, been made. Or by people who don't know football. Cause, I mean, they know uh, football, I just this. not the one we're talking about. <laughs> yes, because I, mean, I was going to bring something up to you on Thursday, but you weren't here. Um, it was a video surfaced of Joel Glazer talking to this American football team uh, about, like young players coming through and he mentions about Cristiano Ronaldo joining Manchester United when he was 16 don't think so wasn't 16 don't know whether you know how old he was when he joined United wasn't he 18 I want to say yeah 17, 18 yeah. he was 18 so we got to remember the guys he... were not there before Ronaldo was, was signed no, but they joined like two, three years later. Yeah, but I think you're going for Still, the guys for the wrong thing in this situation, if we're honest. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot more that the Glazers have done wrong in the past. 
rather th and are still currently doing rather than uh, that whole Ronaldo debacle. But yeah, it was always going to be hard for Solskjaer this time round. I mean, literally since that 5-0 defeat to Liverpool, there was question marks over whether he's going to be sacked. And then it's literally been on a game-by-game -game basis. He's expecting news to happen. I mean, we even spoke about it at the start of the international break of like him potentially going, whether he would, whether he wouldn't. Obviously, he survived it just, but just for the one game. And I mean, he was in charge for 168 games, won 92, drew 35, lost 41. But it's just these recent eight to ten uh, league performances haven't been up to any standard. They've been diabolical. I was going to ask, have you slightly gotten into the Mourinho territory, or dare I say, worse? Than what you were seeing under Jose, I think it's realistically it's the exact same thing as what happened at the end of Jose's tenure. The players seem to have downed the tools for the manager, and you could see it by performances. Yes, they may get the odd win here and there, like we saw with against Atalanta, the Tottenham Hotspur win, and um, I think it was always just going to be when rather than if he was going to get sacked Solskjaer I mean obviously I never wanted him to get sacked because he is a club legend but and that's looking at it as a like a true hardcore United fan but when you look at it as a neutral and you look at the results he's been getting and everything then any manager in that situation is under pressure and will probably face the sack no matter where they are in the league table you go seven out of your ten games that you've lost then you're going to be uh, earmarked for the sacking. Yeah, and obviously, like no rival fan is laughing at him being sacked. It's a man who's lost his job. If anything, we're all crying because, mm. oh god, United aren't going to be an embarrassment anymore. <laughs> oh, I mean, you don't know. Then again, yeah, because when you hear the words interim manager, until the summer when you know their number one option becomes available, which we'll talk about. Mm. Is this not just a rinse and repeat from what it was when you sacked Jose Mourinho? Yep. So in a couple of months' time, we're going to get Rio Ferdinand on BT Sport after you know Michael Carrick gets Manchester United to the last sixteen of the Champions League. Get the contract out, sign him, give him what he wants. Mm -hmm. Lean whatever zero wants. Give him how many bigger compensation package he wants. Because Ollie clearly made that one a preference. <laughs> Yes. Oh, as Gary Neville the wheel. said in the any, and then whatever Gary Neville said, you want a statue as well. Where do you want your statue placed outside Old Trafford, Michael? I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, they, they should really. We know they really should be considering. That he's earned his opportunity. Who? Who? A real Manchester United legend, Dwight York. Dwight York's not going to get the Man United. Get him in the coaching setup. <laughs> get him his experience. I don't know if he's got his coaching badges, Yorkie. Oh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> you only have to do a little Wikipedia search to know this man has no experience. Mm. Assistant at Trinidad and Tobago doesn't cut it. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of technically badges if he's worked with Trinidad and Tobago. But I've coached um, Ken Wynne-Jones. I'm qualified. <laughs> I don't 
don't know whether I'd class that as much as qualification helping out Cameron Jones let's be honest um, but yeah back to the whole situation with United it is now a sorry state of affairs I mean where do United go from here like obviously they could have said that uh, Michael Carrick is going to be in charge for this next game against um, Villarreal on Tuesday with the rest of uh, the backroom staff staying um, and then going forth obviously they've got Chelsea next week do they want to get an interim manager in charge by then or will Carrick be just doing what Solskjaer did just carrying on managing until they can name a replacement I will make my prediction now that Carrick is the one who does get named as interim manager yeah just seems so mm. united to just like you'll get a result they'll feel inspired they need to put in a performance and they'll do it for one game whether that's the Chelsea one or not we will remain to be seen the Real one I think it's too soon I think you got to get a, a bigger one than that uh, like, you got to go on a run a mini run yeah but yeah your options are very limited as well I think it's fair to say you can roll out Zidane a little bit. Yeah, I think from the reports I've read, um, he doesn't seem interested in taking the Man United job. He seems keen on either becoming the French national team boss or uh, the PSG boss if that was to become available. Obviously, Pochettino. Very almost coincidental that the PSG job could become available come the summer. Oh yeah, well I mean, if we're looking just at this short-term basis, so if they say wanted to get an interim manager in, so that's man, you got to look and say right, which of these managers would you get into the end of the season that aren't in the job? Ralph Rangnick is the only name I can think of at this minute in time. If you don't want to use someone from within the club, that is. Like if they wanted to look outside, you got to think Rangnick. Uh, you've basically gone for the football Twitter response to who you should get in charge and you know there is no chance that they're going to do that oh no I, like you said I think it will be Carrick until the end of the season but like you said you're then just going to hope the same facade of doing what Ollie did where he goes on a decent run wins games and they actually hand him a contract you've got to be like actually Carrick yes he is technically qualified for it but He's like this is his first blow in management, so you don't want that to be such the case. But we all know who it should be on an interim basis. Yeah. End of the season. You say Steve Bruce. We're not having Steve perfect. Bruce. It's perfect. End of the season because let's face no, it, it's not. you're closer to the relegation than you are top of the table. Steve Bruce hasn't been renegade. <laughs> Perfect. Mm, it won't happen though. Let's be honest. Club icon. Not happening. Well, uh, yeah, a good yeah, defender, like Harry Maguire. Let's face it. I mean, could he make any worse? Let's be realistic. That's obviously a lie. What I've just said. Of course, he couldn't. It's a good thing Harry Maguire put his fingers in his ear in the international break because 
We won't want to be hearing the reaction from people after this game <laughs> why he was playing. Good God. Fucking stupid. Just stupid. What was funny is that the red card, the first time I saw it was on Match of the Day. It was the most Harry Maguire red card I think I've ever seen. Miscontrolled, which is pure Maguire. And he just takes the player out. <laughs> and he knew as well. He was just like, oh, why can't I control a ball? <laughs> Bearing in mind, it hadn't even been 10 minutes since he picked up his first yellow card. So as soon as you pick up your first yellow card, you think, right, I'm going to be cautious for the next 10, 15 minutes with my tackles. Because otherwise I'm going to still be fresh in the referee's mind. I'm potentially getting another booking if I make a silly foul. But obviously Maguire this season isn't the same Maguire as before because an old Maguire wouldn't make that mistake. Do you know what was quite funny as well? You You wouldn't have seen this. But I don't know if you heard of Children in Need. It was the intro to it. They had Harry Maguire in it. <laughs> and basically, all he was asked to do was pass a ball to Pudsey. Right. But what did he do? Because comedy, he hit the ball in a greenhouse. <laughs> Very self-aware, at least. <laughs> At least he didn't blind Pudsey even further, I guess. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I don't even know what to say anymore this United team. <clears throat> I'd wrote my notes after it about the whole game. I had the higher comments, which, you know, a bit pointless now. Because it just summed up everything in one. And, yeah. They're mm. all going on Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> no. He's a very emotional man, isn't he? He's allowed to be emotional, man. There's nothing wrong with that, but sometimes you've got to know when to keep the emotions in check. Yeah. I think it was fine what he did. No one's slagging him off for it. Not realistically, it was just a very interesting reaction. Mm. And um, I I only saw a bit of this video, but... uh, well, Rio Ferdinand and the rest of that uh, five crew that he works with, so Stephen Howson and Joel Bayer. Uh, Stephen Howson said he knew like a few people that were at that United game, and apparently there was only a, a few people that were actually booing Solskjaer at the front of the <clears throat> stand where they were at Vicarage Road, but the media people just turned up the volume because it actually wasn't that many people booing Solskjaer. But obviously it's more telling when you see Bruno doing that at the full-time whistle saying hang on it's not just Solskjaer to blame it's all of us to blame because of our poor performance obviously you just have the pictures to go off unless you're there you don't mm. really know and you can say all you want like oh but so and so told me it was right so yeah. what <laughs> but um, credit to world, lads. Absolutely... Yeah. clubs lose managers uh, guess what I lost my one yes. last week I got over it pretty it quick last week it was the week before, wasn't it? Doesn't matter. I got over it. Uh, we'll get on to your side in a second, but uh, credit to Watford. They absolutely outplayed Manchester United in that game, ran them round the block, and uh, Claudio Ranieri thoroughly deserved that victory. And uh, the only way, hopefully, is up for the Hornets now for the rest of this season. Um, Man United, like we said, we've spoken enough about them and enough it's going to be interesting to see what the club do do from here but 
as a time of recording, we literally have got the last of it. Like, uh, we know nothing else, just apart from Carrick being in charge for Tuesday, and we don't know where going forward. Um, what I thought was nice, though, just to touch on, was Ali doing um, that little interview that he did with Manchester United. Actually, that yeah. Out. yeah. That actually, because like, at least they gave him that one. Yeah, yeah because a lot really of money just don't do get that. that opportunity. Yeah. Mm. It's nice. I kind of wish Smith got it, thinking about it. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you think about it, 90% of managers that get sacked go through the LMA when they put out a statement, like, on their future or their time at the club uh, but it was nice to see that Manchester United had give Solskjaer about 10 to 15 minutes to just express his gratitude and thanks uh, for his three years in charge of the club or near three years um, but that I'm has expecting been expecting to see my uni's guest speaker sessions next <laughs> hey, me or Solskjaer did you say then obviously Solskjaer <laughs> you're not involved <laughs> I was about to say, what, what do you want me there for? You can't come. That's what I, was... I don't want to. All right. Anyway, uh, let's talk that. about the rest. <laughs> let's talk about the rest of the weekend, and we've got to start off with the biggest game this past weekend, and that is, of course, on Saturday evening, where Liverpool hosted Arsenal and absolutely destroyed Arsenal. Hmm. Turns out Arsenal are good. They're just not Liverpool good. Yeah, they're just not top of the table. Good. Yeah, yes. it was nice to see him like put down a peg or two, as a rival fan perspective. Yeah, it's nice. It's always nice to see Arsenal just put back in their place. Like lads, you've had a good one. Now just get back there. <laughs> oh, that, oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Mane, uh, Minamino, Salah, and Diogo Jota, who just love scoring against Arsenal. That man sent, I can't remember which defender it was, but he sent one defender, then he sent Ramsdale all to Sainsbury's. Yeah, he's absolutely incredible. But, um, was it not Nuno Tavares? I thought he was the one who gave it away. I can't bloody remember now. It's over 24 hours ago and I haven't watched the highlights since much of the day. Um, but anyway, yeah. Liverpool just absolutely dominated Arsenal and mm. it was um, a result that Liverpool needed considering the results out elsewhere this past weekend in terms of trying to keep on I guess their title we, charge. I just remember, we have to obviously talk about fisticuffs that were close to coming on the sidelines as well. Handbags. I know, Mikel Arteta and Jurgen Klopp again going at it. What is it with managers this time of year and going at Klopp at Anfield? Like, if you remember a year ago, Gerard was doing the... Um, not Gerard, Lampard was doing the exact same thing uh, I don't know, at maybe, the of Chelsea. Maybe Klopp just has a way about him on the touchline. Mm. Maybe they just think he's German. Like, forgot the word. Like the, the way he gets in, the way he gets into a game, the way he gets into a game. No, I'm ignoring it. <laughs> just the way he oh, he's obviously passionate about the game and he gets so into it. Maybe they just mistake yeah. it a bit too much. Arteta's not an angry bloke. <laughs> no, Mikel Arteta is a very nice bloke. He just has so lovely in that side when he is. I knew you'd bring that up. 
it, it requires an amount of patience that's worthy enough of being a manager to deal with Vic Star when it comes to football. <laughs> yeah, it really does. <laughs> but enough about that video. We'll get. We can talk about that off the podcast. Um, the rest of the league action: Chelsea. Uh, they won on a Saturday afternoon, the lunchtime kickoff, beating Leicester three 0 with Christian Pulisic. Antonio Rudiger and N'Golo Kante with the goals again easy for Thomas Tuchel's side Leicester looking again really poor I mean they haven't won since uh, the 24th of October against Brentford that's now two defeats and one draw for Brendan Rodgers' side but them last three games where they kicked up the one point they have looked really poor yeah it's not heat really is this Rodgers' no. third season? Because it almost feels like it's going down the same way it did with Liverpool. Mm. Uh, I think it is, yeah. Because I think he got two top four finish, no, two top five finishes, or a fifth and a sixth, and now this is his third season. I mean, they're down in twelfth place, conceded twenty one goals already. It's not looking good for. Uh, no, but you look Brandon at their squad Rogers, and you think, in that sense, well, they will get that back because they're yeah. good enough so you expect oh, yeah, to turn around there otherwise he's... yeah he's finished <laughs> yeah I mean obviously they had um, that big injury to Fafana at the start of the season but other than that their lineup is pretty much the same as what it has been there's no real major changes to it what's all the excuse about Fafana and his injury like that's a big loss to him but I also then counteract that with you still had the summer to sign someone and you signed Yannick Vestergaard who hasn't been good enough. Well, yeah, I mean, he was doing good in that Southampton side, but when that signing was announced by Leicester, I was like... Was he even doing good in that Southampton side, realistically? I know we said at the time, but that's the Southampton team that scored... No, not scored, conceded nine goals twice. Yeah. Which I think he was a part of the team. One of them against that Leicester side as well, so yeah, it's like... he was doing okay. But I think a move to Leicester was just it threw off everybody when it happened, and yeah, it just hasn't got clicking for Leicester in the league this season. Obviously, there's still twenty six games left to play, and everything can change. But uh, so far this season, it hasn't been good for them. And even if you look in the Europa League for them they're third in their group which a group they sh- should be qualifying from I mean they're only a point behind Legia, Warsaw at the minute but it's still not good enough for them I feel like they would prefer to be out of the Europa League and mm. I think just concentrate on the Premier League but even if you finish third I'm going to gather you go into the Conference League <laughs> which is uh, even no, worse I don't, I don't think you do drop in oh they're to... not doing that no as far as I'm aware, yeah. you just <laughs> third and fourth place, you get knocked out of the competition. You don't drop into the conference. Like I nearly called it the bloody Intertoto Cup then. No, as well. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the same, same thing. bloody thing. Um, the again, Cup Winners Cup then, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, you are throwing it back there with that name. We've already been born. Mm. Uh, Manchester City also enjoyed a good weekend. Uh, beating Everton 3-0 today with uh, Bernardo Silva, Rodri and Raheem Sterling getting on the score sheet for Guardiola side 
but what an assist from João Cancelo. It was gorgeous. Absolutely beautiful. I would just... Oh. He, oh could you imagine him? He almost didn't... Do you know what he was? He didn't need to do it. That's why yeah. I was impressed. He could have just swung it with his effort and go, nah, fuck this. <laughs> mm. like, he's such a really good right back. Like That's what, one thing I've noticed. This season. I think you thought he was a left back in this one. Well, yeah, sorry, left back, but he has played uh, right back as well in the past. Um, it's just defensively, the Premier League is probably best it's been in a few years in terms of quality defenders. Like If you look across the positions, left back, centre-halves and right-back. A lot of teams have really good full-backs. I mean, there's always the case of England, who's right-back. You've got about five choices, roughly, here and there, that could potentially do it. And, I mean, they're not all English, obviously, the rest of the positions, but this is one of the strongest, like, calibres of back-fours uh, for a lot of teams. Can If you think back to, the, like, the early noughties when Chelsea had JT... Uh, Branislav Ivanovic coming in you saw Ashley Cole at Arsenal Jamie Carragher and uh, Sammy Hippier at Liverpool United obviously had Vidic and Ferdinand I feel, it feels like the Premier League has gone that way sort of again with like world class defenders in the league I don't think it's just the Premier League I think it's just football in general because of how the full whack role has changed teams mm. now have to have the Mon Day style fallback to have any sort of success. Yeah. <clears throat> the Monday fallback has to be able to be good at attacking and defending. Definitely so. Right, uh, let's have yeah. a look at but the rest one of the of Premier League. Just, just the last little thing with Man City because was the Rodri goal actually like, as amazing as everyone's saying? I saw it. Yes, it's a very good goal. But is another keeper saving that, if I'm honest? I think a keeper probably could save that. Yeah, you don't know Pickford could have if his arms were bigger. Mm. I mean, I'm just getting... I mean, Martinez saves it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's always the memes of Jordan yeah, Pickford probably having... probably saves it. Yeah, there's obviously always the memes of Jordan Pickford having like the small arms and that. I mean, it is a very good goal from Rodri, but... I don't I think it was as amazing as it was made out. It was a very good one. Mm. Also, it doesn't help the fact for Pickford that he's going so far right uh, before the ball is struck. So, um, yeah, I think it was always going to be given more of the praise than probably it should have done. But it's still a good goal. Mm. But like you yeah, said, I think right. a better we can move on. Yes. Um, elsewhere in the Premier League this weekend, we've had three new managers take charge of their first game. You're skipping it here. What? Where do you want to go to? What are you doing? This is my part now. Peace off. Sorry. Anyway, this is the best of the rest. Trying to steal my humour. Your humour. Your dickhead. Now, I have only one way to start this, and it's, you know what, I cannot remember what winning felt like until I saw it on Saturday. Uh, yeah, of course. God, it was so beautiful. Two late goals, 
Much needed win. Stevie G's coming and Blue Army. I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> God, Jesus. It's one game, lads. Stevie's the will. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I do have to confirm though because I, th- I think it was the last podcast I did I said I wasn't sure about it <laughs> yes obviously I wasn't alone in this because we didn't research enough us fans but then we did the research and we realised actually this job that he's doing at Rangers is pretty amazing his style's pretty good as well I maybe mean, there's something here and from what I saw Honestly, there's signs of there are signs to be positive. It wasn't perfect, but I mean, he admitted that he admitted that himself in his press conference after the game. He's like, "There's positives, but there obviously is still improvements because obviously he's been in the job what, four or five days in terms of like having players training and all that. If that uh, for this weekend's game against Brighton." Um, I mean, you can't really say what he did at Rangers was that impressive. I mean, let's be honest, Scottish football. No, no, so, we're having, no, no, we're not having this. I'm not having you say this. Of course it was. I don't care if it's seen as the two-team league. He took them from third with a squad that was nowhere near good enough to win it. And three seasons like it, he's won the league without losing. Would you be saying all wins... Out of 38 games. You you can't tell me that's not impressive. I don't care how poor a league it is. Would you be saying all of this if he wasn't your manager? Genuinely, I still thought it was an impressive job that he did at Rangers. I just didn't think at that time it was right because as the, you know, the main reason is we just felt like it would be a bit of a stepping stone, which we shouldn't be. No. But obviously it's in now. And if you really do think about the perspective of it, the only way he leaves, other than being sacked for not doing a good enough job, is if he's gone to Liverpool, which in that situation will only happen if he leaves us in a better place than we are now. Hmm. Possibly. You never know. You do never Let's face it, is he still well sought after as, as the Liverpool manager if he's getting regular 11th place finishes? Every season. Oh, God, no. Exactly. But, I mean, he will be going to Liverpool soon. Just as manager oh, of yeah, Aston Villa. We all know it will come. No, I mean, as Aston Villa manager in, like, a few weeks' time. That was it. You have awful delivery. It's because you were interrupting me. You interrupt me all the time. Ah... <laughs> 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 But anyway, if there's a speaking of a bloke who I wish had done things, you know, sooner. Do you think after beating Southampton, Dees, if we're secretly thinking, God, I wish I could done that two weeks ago? I probably was. Realising this uh, beating Southampton malarkey is actually quite easy when you have decent players. <laughs> I'm just going to go past that. Like... Uh, sorry, I had to get that in there. Um, yeah, easy win. For, well, I won't even say easy win, but good win for him to get his first uh, win under the belt at uh, Carrow Road, and he even got Timo Pukki scoring. And from what I heard, Norwich really weren't the more dominant team. Like it was all Southampton. 
other than the goals. Mm. So, yeah, it sounded like a bad defeat for Southampton more than a good win for Norwich. Yeah, but as I say, a win's a win, don't complain. I believe it's back-to-back wins for the first time in five years in the Premier League. What, for Norwich? Yep. And also, they're finally off the bottom of the table. I know, speaking of the bottom of the table. I don't know how they've done it, but Newcastle. they've done it. <laughs> oh, there you go, you're interrupting me again. <laughs> Can't go in at me for it. Because I hadn't finished my sentence yet, you were just putting in. You did, didn't you? <laughs> oh, I hate doing this, of course. <laughs> uh, Newcastle, yeah, what happened there? No, Eddie Howe in the stadium, that's what happened. I think you thought this was the most Eddie Howe thing ever. All the goals, no defending. <laughs> Strap in, Newcastle fans, this is what you've got to look forward to. I mean, yeah, roller coaster of the game for Newcastle fans, obviously, going 1 0 up inside 10 minutes. A minute later conceding, then 20 minutes later going 2-0 down, then equalising less than 10 minutes later, then on the hour mark going 3-2 down, all for St Maximum to turn up and be the saviour once again for Newcastle. This could be a roller coaster of emotion weeks if uh, Eddie Howell's games are like this for Newcastle. Maybe. Like it's quite open in a weird way at the bottom. I feel like if I'm a Brentford, I'm starting to worry a bit because... The results are drying up. Mm. Like that's the loss to Norwich and then a draw with Newcastle. It's not particularly ideal, especially when you're beating the likes of Arsenal. Yeah, I think that though the result against Arsenal was just like that first new week, new season feeling for them, and they're now been knocked down to reality of the Premier League isn't as easy as you think it is and you're always going to come up against harder teams to face than that Arsenal team because let's be honest that Arsenal team opening week of the season were poor Uh, but realistically first season in the Premier League 14th and below is where you would expect Brentford to be yeah I think realistically we were saying that at the start anyway Mm. but now with all clubs below them getting new managers the bounce is there, and they could get sucked down to where they won't want to be. Uh, two of them haven't had new managers. They don't yet. <laughs> yes. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Leeds get a manager come the end of this season, but um, anything else you want to talk about in this weekend's roundup? Yeah, look, you were talking about defending. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's, it's improved so much, you know, it's crucial to teams. But let's be honest, this weekend, was it the worst weekend in the season in terms of defending in the Premier League? Yeah, I mean, how many goals were conceded in the end? I believe it was 30 on the Saturday. Here he is doing the maths, like he's Rachel Riley on countdown. <laughs> 36 goals conceded this weekend in the Premier League. Literally all you had to do was add another six goals. <laughs> Oh, I was in the. I was no. I was in the process of counting when you said the scoreline. So I was just trying not to get myself confused and then have to scroll back down. So that's why I just wanted to. So they wouldn't have realised this in the edit. I've had to cut two minutes out. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't silent for that long. Jesus, it felt like an well, episode. Of count- that. <laughs> it felt like an episode of countdown doing that quick math. But yeah, thirty-six goals conceded in the Premier League this weekend. Um, 
defending, although I just praised it this season, this weekend wasn't the best for it. But that's what always happens the first week back after an international break. Don't recall this happening in the last one, but take your word for it. That's always the way, though. Uh, any final words on the Premier League before we look elsewhere? I don't know, can I be asked to talk about Wolves being West Ham? No. <laughs> I don't care. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to care, but I feel like I have to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, Wolves are good again. Are they, though, or is this just a blip in the window? Of course they are, the sixth. Yeah. Doesn't mean they're going to be good for long, does it? I mean, it's rad harsh. We have to be nice with them, don't they? You know, yeah. West Ham are a tough team to be at the moment. Yeah. And they did it comfortably. Yeah, West Ham, like we said before, have been the surprise team of the Premier League this season, but Bruno Large got the better of them this season, and they are doing what Leeds did the last season, Wolves, scoring the same amount as they've conceded. Only scored 12, though, which is really strange. Like, I genuinely feel like only... Mm, only four teams... No, three teams have scored less than them. Norwich, Southampton, and Spurs are the only teams that have scored less than them. Yeah, it's a baffling one. I feel like defensively they get in there now. Yeah. Yeah, but then should we move on? Go yeah. through the European highlights. Yes, and your we'll, end. <laughs> we'll head over to Spain where Xavi managed to get his first win as Barcelona boss in the Barcelona derby, beating Espanyol 1-0 thanks to a Memphis Depay penalty early on in the second half. Um... Things are looking up for Xavi and Barcelona, maybe. Up to sixth. It's one win. <laughs> it's one win. It's, it's just... Calm I mean, down. Could, a little we, bit. could anything get any worse for Barcelona, though, realistically, over the last compared to the last few months? No, they're, look, they're allowed a high moment, of course. And it was against rivals as well, in Espanyol. So, fair play. Exactly. So, yeah, it's still early. Oh, yeah, it's still... still wait, 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 wait. No change. Yes. Uh, elsewhere in La Liga this weekend, Atletico Madrid beat Osasuna 1-0 thanks to a goal from Felipe in the 87th minute. Um, Real Madrid put four past uh, Granada with Vinicius uh, once again scoring for Bar- uh, Real Madrid, having a fantastic season, the Brazilian international. I uh, still can't help but go back to the start of the season when I said the same thing and you're like, no, he's not. <laughs> yes, I take all of that back. Uh, and we can't talk about Royal Sociedad because they're currently playing against Valencia and it's 0-0. Uh, over in France and he's finally done it. Lionel Messi has finally scored in Liege 1. It's only taken I've already done it already, to be honest. It was just his second one, but okay. No, it was his first in... Uh, the league but he's second for the club because he scored in the Champions League um, PSG beat mm-hmm. Nantes or Nantes 3-1 uh, an own goal from Dennis Appia and a Kylian Mbappe goal and what was strange in that game Kaylor Navas got a straight red card in the 65th minute so Neymar had to be replaced by Sergio Rico uh, it shows who the true key player for Barcelona uh, for PSG is but we know Neymar has different responsibilities now if you've seen what's in his hair. Yes, he's saving Gotham at night. <laughs> <laughs> Elsewhere, the big game on Friday saw Monaco play Lille and that finished in a 2-2 draw. 
The surprise of the weekend, though, in France saw Brest beat Lens 4-0. Now, obviously, a lot of people probably don't know why that's a big surprise, but Lens were in uh, the top three this weekend before the, the action started, and Brest were down in uh, 17th or 18th place, so it shows anything can happen uh, in the French leagues. Over in the Bundesliga this weekend, and Bayern Munich surprisingly lost on Friday 2-1 to Augsburg with uh, two goals in a 12-minute spell in the first half to give Augsburg the win there. Borussia Dortmund beat uh, Stuttgart 2-1 with Marco Reus scoring the winner five minutes from time, which is uh, always good for Marco Reus' side. Borussia Mönchengladbach beat uh SPVGG Greuther 4-0 and Hoffenheim beat RB Leipzig 2-0 and finally over in Italy this weekend there was a 7 goal thriller on Saturday between Fiorentina and AC Milan as Fiorentina won 4-3 which is just absolutely crazy to see Juventus got the better of Lazio winning 2-0 and the biggest game of the weekend saw Inter Milan beat Napoli 3-2 right um, anything else before you want to talk about the European football before we move on um, the only thing I wanted to talk about was two moments that I'd seen in I believe they're both in League 2 still at this point English League 2 or the French League 2 English League to English League to why right. would I talk about French <laughs> I don't know you know what, how weird where am I finding is? info about French League to <laughs> Twitter yeah well this is from you <laughs> come on mm, true go on then what happened in League yeah, 2 over first here moment, had, had you at least seen so, what what <laughs> <laughs> You. No idea what you said because you know I'm trying to say my words. <laughs> oh. Please listen to this podcast so we can go to a studio one day and <laughs> do this properly. Yes. Uh, anyway, to the moment, so have you at least seen Cole Stockton's 94th minute winner for Morecambe at the weekend? I have not. Oh my god, this is. You're, you're so wasted on you. <laughs> it's actually laughable. Also, I even did a tweet on it as well, and you still missed it. Did you? Well, that I did. I'm fairly certain I did, but. Then uh, I definitely did miss but, uh, it. I don't know, I don't remember. But that's better to just say 94th minute winners are good. 94th minute winners scoring from the halfway line. Well, that's just unreal. So um, check that one out online. They, have you haven't seen it? I don't know how. Can I just put you know, in for a second? You can't be Regan Walsh. <laughs> can I put in for a Are second? Are you about something I didn't tweet it just to shame me? No. no. They're not in League 2, they're in League 1. I, I knew there was a difference. <laughs> just, I'm sorry, Morecambe fans, they're in one listening. <laughs> exactly. Get the leagues right. At least I, I'll admit if I haven't seen anything. I, I know I have with this one. I know where I have with the real funny moment of this weekend. Crew Alexandra, they're League Two. Mm-hmm. Yep, so their man of the match this weekend, seventeen year old Zach Williams, 
name around the match. So and obviously they can't give him a bottle of champagne. No, because he's underage. To international viewers, eighteen is the age you have to be in this country. Yes. So instead, they just decided, well, we'll give him a packet of crisps and some Jaffa cakes. Which is a hilarious story and perfect for post-match recovery. Um, question. So British, though, isn't it? Yeah. Question for oh, you. So I'll, oh, yeah, carry on. <laughs> Did you do your research on these two teams and talking points that you've just spoke about? I don't go full in depth. I knew Morecambe were around that level. I forgot they got promoted. Crew Alexander in the same fucking league as Morgan, they're both League One, so... Oh, for <laughs> no. Sorry, no, hang on. Did I not just say Crew's only League Two and you just said, yeah? Like, no, I went, back, mm-hmm. You say, yeah. I said, mm, because I yeah, hadn't... Yeah, <laughs> agree? That was an agreement. They're bottom of League One at the minute, Crew. So you might as well say they're in League Two because there's a five-point gap between them and uh, safety at this minute in time. But the more blame goes on you for not getting your research done correctly, not me for just agreeing with you. Don't fucking sue me. I will do. <laughs> but yes... Um, go, go find yourself a new co-presenter. <laughs> I, I did it by myself on Friday, and I can do it by myself again. It's barely a podcast. <laughs> no, it's just me doing a bloody monologue. Like I'm on SNL. I just had a beat then about how awful those prizes were. For man the match, but now I can't even be asked. I'll take that. After I've played a game, and I'm 17 years old, and if I can't get champagne, I will take, happily, some Jaffa cakes and some biscuits. Or a packet of crisps, should I say. Jaffa cakes and crisps? Yeah. Sorry. There's a problem here. Like, I'm not a Jaffa cakes person. Controversial. I know. Very. They're not for me. Did you see the packet of crisps that he had? No, I didn't see what flavour they were. What were they? Walker's ready salted. Oh, for fuck's sake. At least give the man a better flavour. For, for what? They gave him the blandest flavour of them all. One of the worst inventions in history. Why on earth would anyone want... Walker's ready salted. Do you know salted. what would have done? Cry. Someone hands me in as a man of the match prize. I'm taking them throwing them on the floor and then I'm just going to stand on them and just repeatedly stomp on it oh, just crushing salted. them into tiny little pieces ready sorted of all the because no one deserves on. to eat them come on man at least just give them a bit of flavour not just plain original Ugh. are you with the cheese and onion <laughs> just give him something just anything that has flavour on the it just fans. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to go into my favourite Which driver are you again? Uh, I'd probably say roast chicken or prawn cocktail. That's very you. Uh, <laughs> oh, prawn cocktail, you're definitely in the, you're in the prawn cocktail brigade. That sums it up. <laughs> Do you not like skips then? I'm a cheese and onion guy. Okay, anyway, let's get back to football because we've somehow managed to become a crisp podcast rather than a football <laughs> podcast there. <laughs> Um, it's a lot we'll, more entertaining to be honest <laughs> yes uh, we'll head over now to the predictions league um, I did actually tell the viewers of your predictions this past week and I did mine afterwards um, a reminder that the games were Leicester v Chelsea Wolves West Ham Liverpool Arsenal Monaco Lille Inter Milan Napoli and Lazio Juventus 
so we'll start off with Leicester Chelsea. We both got a point for predicting that Chelsea would win. Although that third goal for Chelsea did ruin it for me because I was on course for a perfect score. Wolves West Ham we were both I wrong. More. Yes. Uh Wolves West Ham both wrong because we predicted West Ham wins. I get one point for predicting Liverpool to beat Arsenal, although you predicted a draw, you silly man. Uh Monaco versus Leo, I get a point for it being a draw, though it was a 2-2, not a 1-1 in the end. Uh, Inter Milan and Napoli, we were both wrong, and I get one point for predicting that Juventus would beat Lazio. So I'm on 41, you're on 43, but you get the extra point for beating me in fantasy football this week. So it's a three-point gap, which is... Oh, you mean I didn't get more predictions right than you? Does that mean I now have to sit here and throw a hissy fit like you were last time? No, because I like it being fair, and this is not fair. It's just my smug weekend in terms of predictions. Is it convenient that it's fair this week? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, if I'm losing next week, I'll be better moaning, don't worry. That is part and parcel of it. If it's bad next week, I'm back to moaning and saying we should have stuck with the original one. Yeah. It's like with predictions league when you have a terrible week, you turn into Jurgen Klopp when he like decides to just have a go at the, the press <laughs> or whoever's <laughs> giving the podcast interviews for no reason whatsoever. Uh, right. Uh, anything else, or is that the lot this weekend? No, that's it. I I need to sleep again there because you've drained me. This is the most I've done in over a week <laughs> since we last did something together last week. No, they don't know that though. <laughs> I also paint the picture for these people. I also made that sound really weird than what he actually was. <laughs> I was like, why you? Right, anyway, we'll be back uh, later on this week to look back at all the Champions League action uh, taking place and look ahead to another fascinating fixture list in the Premier League and elsewhere around Europe. Like I said at the start, make sure you like and subscribe wherever you're listening to us from and make sure you follow us on Twitter at OffTCPod for all the latest news and stories and for the occasional banter between myself and Brad on there. And until then, it's goodbye from Brad. Is that what this is? <laughs> banter apparently. Yes. <laughs> uh, right, it's goodbye from Brad. Mm. See ya, apparently. <laughs> and it's goodbye from me. We'll see you soon. <laughs>